Welcome to the Global Teacher Podcast. In this podcast series, I interview teachers from around the globe. What is teaching like in their country? What can we learn from the education system abroad? And what problems does this teacher meet in school or classroom? I'm Wim Pelgrim and I teach Dutch language and literature in the Netherlands. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Annika from Serbia. Uh, what is your name? Uh, my name is Anica Tričković. And where do you live? I live in Niš. It's a town in south of Serbia. And at what kind of school do you teach? I teach in primary school. Uh, I'm a mathematics teacher and I teach uh, students from 11 to 14 years old. Do you have one class or several classes? Right now I have uh, three uh, grades that I am teaching in. Uh, it's a fifth, sixth and seventh grade. So students from 11 to 13 years old. And how many hours do you teach in class per week? I have uh, 20 regular hours and I have a few more for students who had some struggles with math or for better students that uh, want to learn more. So uh, about 22 or three. And how many students are in your class? It's a small village uh, school, so I have about 16 to 20 students per class. If you think about education in Serbia, what's what's the best best thing about education in your country? I think we have uh, very good educators that are uh, really uh, motivated uh, despite all uh, difficulties that are in our country for many years. Uh, but they uh, are doing their work very well. So we do have many excellent students that got uh, many prizes at contests around the world. As individuals, uh, we are we are good, but in total, we do have some problems, <laughs> of course. And and what is the thing that needs most improvement when you look at education in uh, in your country? I think it um, very much depends on economical circumstances in any country. So we have been in financial struggles for decades now. So it it really influenced on education in our country. So teachers are not so satisfied with the conditions in their working. Schools are old buildings. They need to be repaired. Um, we don't have much technology in our classes and, of course, um, uh, salaries of teachers are not so um, high, so we, we do have uh, problems everywhere. <laughs> uh, what is the reason you started teaching? Um, for me, math was always uh, been a challenge because uh, when you ask any students uh, what is the most difficult subject in the school, they always uh, at first some of first places are is mathematics. So I wanted to uh, try to uh, bring mathematics to them in some uh, interesting way. So I'm always trying. You know, we have curricula that we need to follow, but also uh, I, I wanted to uh, show them how they can apply that knowledge into the uh, into real life. So I worked on many projects that had that uh, as a main goal to uh, to uh, apply their knowledge in their world uh, around them. So 
I think um, that was uh, something that has bring uh, some very interesting notes to my teaching and students loved it and I think they will remember it through their um, lives, not just uh, formulas and what they learn, but uh, how they can apply that uh, later. Did teaching bring you what you thought it would be? Are you satisfied with being a teacher? Yes, I think I have because um, many times um, I was very happy when I saw some sparkles in their eyes, when they like get that what I wanted to teach them and uh, especially uh, working on projects, uh, international ones. Uh, it was very interesting for them because I teach uh, uh, students that are living in the small village and ha they couldn't travel a lot uh, during their lives. So um, they are not using English uh, very well because they didn't need it to use it. Uh, so um, through some international project, they connected to students from all, all over, around the world. It was so interesting for them and they were, were talking about that for, for days and weeks. And um, I think they will remember that. Okay. Um, and if you look at the, the way education is organized in your country, I heard you talking about uh, you have in primary school students from 11 till 13, 14. Um, uh, how, how is that organized? Uh, what what school would I go first when I yes, was yes, four yes. And, and how is it organized? We, we, we have a preschool that is mandatory. So uh, uh, children from, uh, in uh, at six years that are six years old uh, have, has to go to primary. That is one year. After that, they are enrolling to uh, uh, to primary school uh, and they have uh, four years with the one teacher that teach all, all subjects uh, mm -hmm. and then uh, from fifth to uh, eighth grade they have teachers for each subject so uh, we have eight years of primary and three to four years of secondary and after that they can go to university university is that for for all students or are some students going to some more practical kind of school of course of course no not each student goes to university and especially now uh, in these few decades uh, when after finishing their secondary school even after finishing university they cannot find a job here so it is a problem and they lack of motivation now for for studying. Uh, they see no reason to do that. So it is a problem. I can imagine that does something to um, the motivation of students, also the students in school that ask themselves, why am I doing this? How, how yeah. can you, how do you uh, help students find motivation for school? Well, it's not so easy, especially when Right now, we, they have some new role model models. Uh, in my time, role models were engineers and all these people that has finished uh, the university and they are successful in their job. 
but right now I don't know. There are some musicians or uh, we have many reality shows here, so they see uh, a lot of interesting people there. But we are trying, of course, we are trying to get them and uh, to educate them well and uh, show them uh, how that this world will be without scientists and uh, people that are uh, good in in, uh, jobs they are doing. So they have to see the whole picture. A different question then, because every education system has some values that that underlie it. It can be um, we want to use a lot of get enough a lot of knowledge uh, into those uh, heads of those children, or we want to help them uh, learn the the rules of uh, society. Or equality can be uh, help everyone to get uh, to their full potential. Uh, a lot of values can be the pillars of education. What what values under are are the basic basis of uh, education in your country? Well, I think we, we have pretty strict uh, curricula that we have to follow. Uh, we are uh, still in, in the process of reforming uh, everything. Our Ministry of Education wants teachers to be more, not just to tell to students uh, what they should be learning, but uh, now uh, the emphasis is on students. We have many trainings about that, how can uh, we uh, engage more students to uh, get to their knowledge by themselves and we are there just to facilitate them. It's not going so fast, but I think we will uh, be there. Also, Ministry of Education is trying to take uh, higher digital um, skills of teachers so they can be you use the technologies more effectively schools are not so well equipped so we we do have problems with that also but i think it will be better in the next few years okay but it, it, it's funny because in a, in a lot of countries that that movement from being uh, the person to give the knowledge to the students to become more kind of a coach that that helps them that's that's an international movement i i think yes um and when you say there's not a lot of of, uh, there are some problems with with technology and and the equipment in in schools what can you give me a picture of what what kind of uh, equipment there is and and how you use that i can say about the situation in my school so uh, as i said it's a small village school we have one classroom with um, a few computers there, but uh, we cannot use use it uh, all the time. So um, we don't have internet in all in our classroom. So I'm using just uh, my own internet. If I want to make some lesson and show them something from internet uh, or engage in Skype lessons, I have to take my laptop from home and uh, get it there. And for example, in our teacher office, we have one computer that has uh, Windows XP. Well, that, that, that paints a picture of, uh, of, of the situation. And is, is that um, typical for education in your country or is that a difference between a small village and, and the bigger I I think maybe in in cities is is a little bit better, but not much. 
And last question, do, do you have an advice for other teachers that will be listening to this podcast? Uh, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say to them that they shouldn't be afraid to try new things uh, and uh, they should uh, engage with other educators and try to find, to connect with them, not just uh, with educators uh, in their country, but at the global level because they can learn so much. Since I have been working like this, um, my possibilities are so wide that really enriches uh, not just me, but also my students. That is the most important thing. In this episode, we listen to Annika from Serbia. Thank you for listening to the Global Teacher Podcast. I'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. Keep listening. Subscribe using your podcast app, Spotify or Apple Music. And if you like what you've heard, share it with your friends, with your colleagues and others. And remember to subscribe using your podcast app so you won't miss the next episodes. 